to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Father, we are thankful and grateful for this evening. We thank you for the grace that is upon us, the blessing that we have received today, the opportunity that you have given us today, Lord, to come before you to hear your word. We pray, Lord, give us of your spirit, the great teacher, to teach us. Anoint the words. Let the words that come forth not return to you void but let it accomplish the purpose, the reason for which you sent it. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands together as you take your seats? Amen. Are you glad you are in church today? Yes, I'm so glad. You didn't hear me. I said, are you glad that you are in church today? I'm looking at your lips. Yes. yes. <laughs> Powerful. Wherever you are, you are in church. Amen. You are in church. This is the gathering of the saints. Hallelujah. And you are in a good place. I can tell you that much. Anytime we gather together, the Bible says that God is in our midst. And I'm not sure um, if you have any other reason for coming this evening. But the reason why we have gathered is not because of me. Is because of God. And Jesus says, if we gather, and the reason is his name, is the reason is because of him, then he promises us that, or he assures us that he's there in our midst. So he's here with us. Wherever you are, God is with you. And so what I want to say is that if you are in the dark and you are doing anything that is improper and is inappropriate, because you have joined this gathering just know that God is there, right there with you, and he sees what you are doing. Hallelujah. Wonderful. You know, um, I'm not sure if you finished reading the book of Leviticus, but when you read the book of Leviticus, you know, you begin to be very afraid that, you know, you don't do certain things, you know, and think that you get away with it, you know. You don't get away with so many things, you know. So let us always... Um, give reverence to the Lord. Hallelujah. Especially when it comes to his house, when it comes to his court. Wonderful. The way God looks at his church has not changed from Bible days. Do you know that? Yes. It has not changed at all. It has not changed. It is a holy place. It is holy ground. There were so many things. If you are done, you cannot come to the holy ground. You understand? Even certain natural things. Let us always acknowledge that. Anyway, um, I think just before um, the year ended, um, I began sharing with you about backsliding. And um, I want to continue sharing um, on this topic. And we are sharing from um, our father's book, Backsliding which you had. So you can always take your book and read with me as I'm sharing from this book. And um, 
Do you remember we were sharing about backsliding? Yes, please. Awesome. Good. And those of you who do not remember, we said backsliding is a real Christian word. It is oh, a yes. word. Okay. It's not some conjured word that means dancing backward. Okay. Um, but it's a real Christian word when you are falling. And we, may, we give a definition of backsliding. And uh, the definition, the dictionary definition of backsliding is the action of relapsing, relapsing into bad ways. The, uh, the action of relapsing into bad ways. Now, to say that you are relapsing means that something that was cured or something that was made good and now you are relapsing means you are getting back into that bad thing. Do you understand? Always to relapse is always getting back to some bad thing. It's never a good thing to relapse. When someone has some disease such as cancer and they are treated and after some time they are getting the cancer again, we say it's relapsing. It's a very bad news for anybody. May you never have diagnosis of cancer and anything called relapsing ever be said about you. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Yes. And the um, Wikipedia said backsliding, also known as falling away or committing apostasy, is a term used within Christianity to describe a process by which an individual who has converted to Christianity reverts to pre-conversion habits and all lapses or falls into sin when a person turns from God to pursue their own desire. Wow. Does it sound like something that applies to you? Oh, yeah, 100%. Recently, these days, that you turn from God and you are pursuing your own desire. And so what I want to say is that this message is a very relevant message to all of us. Okay, and last week we read some few scriptures. I just want to read some few scriptures with you again to make you understand that this particular message applies to you. Hallelujah. You know, are you born again Christian? Yes, by the grace. Have you given your life to Christ? Yes. Yes. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 22, Matthew chapter 22 and verse 14, it says, many are called. Many are called, but few are chosen. Mm. Many or many are invited, but few are chosen. Many are called. Many are Christians. Many have given their lives to Christ. Many come to church. Many pray, but mm. few are chosen. Do you understand? And yeah. we want to be among the few. Amen. It is not a good thing that when the few are chosen, you are not part of it. Do you understand? Who are the few? Who are the few? Okay. So I want to be part of the few. I don't know about you, but I want to be part of the few. I'll be there. When the trumpet sounds, I don't want to be left here. I do not want to be left here. Hallelujah. And 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. The Bible says, wherefore, let him, 1 Corinthians 12, 10 and verse 12. 
It says, wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. Mm. Let him that thinketh he standeth. Let him that thinks he stands firm. firm. How many of you think you stand firm today? Hey, Lord, have mercy. mercy. How many mercy. of you think you stand firm today? Lord, have mercy. mercy. Wonderful. How many of you are born again today? Today you are born again. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. You see, even that question is, is <laughs> to answer. But if you are born again today, you can say, with all certainty that you are born again today, then you stand firm. You are standing today. But if that is the case, let me see how many of you are standing firm. I want to see by show of hands how many of you are standing firm. Wonderful. Yes. Then it means that this scripture applies to you. Okay, that is all I'm trying to say. That it means that this scripture that we are reading right now applies to you. That let him that thinketh he standeth. Take heed. That means be careful. Mm. Let him that is being confident of his salvation today take heed. Let him that thinks he's born again take Mm. heed. Let him that thinks today if he dies, he's going to heaven, take heed. Because you may not die today. By the grace of God, you will not die today. Amen. But if Christ were to come today, perhaps you can say that I will be in heaven today. Do you understand? And if that is the case, then the Bible says you in particular, you should take heed lest you fall. Why? That means that when you think you stand, there is a tendency for you to lapse and then fall. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes, So let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Hallelujah. And Matthew chapter 20 and verse 16, Matthew chapter 20 and verse 16, it says, So that, so the last shall be first. Mm. So the last shall be first and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. Do you see? You'll be amazed. How you have been a Christian for so many years. Some of you since childhood. Oh. You're following your parents to church. You've been born again from the womb. elementary school through to high school and to college. You have been following Christ and serving Christ. And you'll be amazed that you will not be chosen. Yes. And then someone who just has done all kinds of vices, all Yay. kinds of things will give his or her life to Christ today and that person will make it to heaven. So the last shall be first and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. Isn't that amazing? So amazing. Amazing. So many people are called, many people have given their life to Christ, but there are few that are chosen. There are few that are chosen. And the few that are chosen, I am saying, they are from this branch. Amen. Or you disagree with me? Amen. I said they are from this branch. Amen. Say amen. 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 You have to say with strength that you are going to part of them that are going. Beloved, I want you to understand that 
the reason why we are serving God today is to be in heaven. True. It's to be in heaven. And you should be heavenly minded. That should always be on your mind. That should always, if that is not on your mind, then you are, you, 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 you are done for. If there is any other reason why you are serving God today, then you are done for. Hallelujah. But the reason why we are serving God is not that life will be better for you here. That is not the reason. Mm. The reason why we are serving God is not that, you know, some rough marriage will become proper. It will become better. It will be straightened up. It will be sweet. Do you understand? And that your, your whole goal, your whole goal, every day praying is that this rough marriage will become sweet. That's, that is not, that is not all. The, 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 your whole goal is that some good Christian wife will come your way or good Christian husband will come your way. That should never be your goal. And last week we were sharing that all of these things, all of these things are part of what we get when we serve God. You are preaching. The last time I shared with you, yes. I said these are all part of the benefits that we get yeah. from serving God. Yeah. The miracles that we experience, mm. the prosperity that we experience, they are all benefits of serving God whilst we are on earth here. And it yeah. will help us. It will continue to help us to be sustained and to continue. Mm. Do you understand? Because the service to God, there are tendencies for us to fall. True. Amen. Amen. And so Matthew chapter 10 and verse 22, the Bible says, and he and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Can I have an Amen. Amen. He that endureth to the end. Okay. So it is not everyone that will be saved. If you are saved today, there is no guarantee that you will be saved tomorrow. True. And I will show you why. That you are saved today does not guarantee that you will be saved tomorrow. Mm. But if you are saved the day that Christ comes, mm. or if you are saved the day that you die, then you are saved. Amen. You understand? I, so, I mean, there are some occasions where, you know, for instance, as a pastor, you are invited to preach or come and, you know, conduct someone's funeral, you know. And perhaps the person was in the church, you know, for some time and the person left. But of course, you know, one of the things that I have noticed is that, you know, you always need a pastor in the major states of your life. <laughs> Hey, true. You need a pastor in a major. In, I mean, this is a key for you to even begin to look at pastors in a very special way and acknowledge pastors and honor them. You see, because you have come to realize that when you are born, the beginning of life, when you enter into this world, you need a pastor to dedicate you, to pray for you name you, what have you. You need a pastor. Isn't that so? That's true. So I'm talking about the major stages in your life. The major stages in your life when you enter into this world. Mm. And number two, when you are mature, you have transitioned from childhood to adulthood, 
And one of the signs is that you marry. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. why you tell people that you are not mature. You marry. <laughs> you understand? Uh-huh. And that stage, you also need a pastor. You need a pastor at your wedding. You need a pastor to bless your marriage. Mm. Amen. And then the last stage of your life, when you exit this world, Mm. you need a pastor. Wow. At your funeral. So begin to tune your mind and change your attitude towards pastors. Whether they are young or they are old. Because there are some people, when they find a pastor that is younger than them, they relate to them in a certain way that is inappropriate. Very, very true. You understand? But when you are 96 and you die, a 26-year-old pastor will come and conduct your funeral. (laughs) True. (laughs) When you are 50 and you are getting married, a 32-year-old pastor can conduct your marriage. It's a marriage. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, Trevor. So relate with pastors with such reverence. And I think these three great events in our lives is just only even showing us how we should relate with pastors. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. That is just by the way. So what I'm trying to say is that we are serving God. We are serving God. And our goal is to serve God until the very end. A lifetime lifestyle. Until the very end. It's a lifetime lifestyle. You are not serving God until you prosper. You are not serving God until you marry. You are not serving God until you have children. You are not serving God until you have a good job. And now that you have a good job, that job becomes your God. Oh, man. That is why God says we should not have any other thing before Him. Don't place anything, have no other God before me. Any other God is anything that you put before God. If you put your job before God, that becomes a God to you. College admission. If you put your children before God, that becomes a God to you. So God says, Thou shalt have no other God before me. Don't have anything else. Make me number one, make me a priority. You're a jealous God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah, God. Yeah, preaching. Yeah. So our goal in serving God, our goal as Christians is not that we prosper. And the prosperity, marriage, having children, having um, a good job, all of these things are part of what God gives us for serving him. And so in second, uh, third John chapter one and verse two, the Bible says, my dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you as your soul is prospering, as your soul is getting well, as your soul is getting along well. Amen. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. And be in hell, even as thy soul prospers. I want you to look at this scripture very well. That the major thing is that as your soul prospers, that mm. I wish that also you may prosper mm. and you'll be in hell. And so you don't serve God because they have given you some bad diagnosis and you want to be well. Mercy. 
Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, please. One preaching. So today I want to go on and share some few causes of backsliding. I love it. Why do Christians backslide? Ah, it's the only one person is excited, but you are not excited. Hey. Hey. Yeah. You see, I'm it's watching the video. Who is excited? Who is smiling? Who is lifting his hand? And who is clapping? Uh, who is angry? You are upset because we are talking about backsliding. But that is what is on the menu today. I love it. Hallelujah. Johnson, is it a good message? Thank you. Wonderful. So we continue to preach. Johnson says it's a good message. So causes of backsliding. Why do Christians backslide? I mean, why do, when we find God, when we find Christ, why do we backslide? Why do we slide back? Relapse. Amen. Amen. Why do we slide back? Now, backsliding, as you saw uh, last time, is very subtle. And if you, you are not attentive or you are not thought that there is backsliding, there is such a thing as backsliding, you will not even know sometimes that you are backsliding. True. You understand? True. If you are a pastor and you stop preaching, you stop preaching and you are still a Christian, I still come to church. Do you understand? Or you start praying, you start fasting, you are backsliding. True. Even though you still do your quiet time. If you are a chorister and you stop singing, you are backsliding. You are preaching a good message. No matter what the reason, no matter what the reason, that the reason is I don't like putting my pictures in a video, I don't like recording myself, you are backsliding. Whatever you are doing for God, God is a moving spirit. And so if you are not moving with him and you are standing still, you are backsliding. Do you understand? And I was sharing with you that when someone is driving on a highway, when you are driving on a highway, and you are going at the top speed, you are driving at 65 miles per hour, and you are going and going, and then you begin to slow down because you see a policeman ahead or something like that, you know? Uh And you begin to slow down, you realize that your speed is decreasing. But someone who is still driving, maybe you have dropped your speed to maybe 45 miles per hour. But someone who is driving at 50 miles per hour or 55 miles per hour, may be looking as if he's moving fast and you are not moving. You are still moving, but you are backsliding. Eventually, you are coming to come to a standstill if you continue on like that. Isn't that so? That's so true. Continue to decrease your speed, you are coming to a, you are coming to a standstill. And so if you continue stopping to sing, you continue to stop singing, you continue to stop singing, you, continue, you come to a stop. And then something else will affect you. Do you understand? Something else will affect you. I mean, look, we ought to, we ought to fill our lives with activities. True. So backsliding is very subtle. And when you are doing something, you see, for instance, for us, if I am preaching to you, right now you are sitting and I'm preaching to you, you would think that I am moving fast and I am ahead and I'm going. But perhaps I'm backsliding Messy. relative to where I ought to be. Yeah. yeah May the Lord forgive. Mercy. Amen. 
Amen. Yeah, maybe you were created to run at 65. <laughs> you see, you are saying, hey, Pastor, you are not the, I'm not alone, you too. <laughs> the Lord forgive me. <laughs> uh, but you know what you are thinking. You understand what I'm sharing with you? So yeah, whatever yes, you are doing, if you begin to slow down, you are backsliding. True. Amen. Amen. And so why do we backslide? Number one, number one is emptiness. Mm. Emptiness. Go there. Being an empty Christian. Do you know what is emptiness? Yeah. Emptiness is hollow. Nothing in. You understand? <laughs> emptiness. So, empty Christians are attraction to demons. Mercy. Did you hear me? I yes, said, yes. empty Christians are attraction yes. to demons. When demons notice a Christian who is empty, you are attractive. You attract them. Hmm. You understand? Yes. Matthew yes. chapter 12 and verse 43. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43. It says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, Preach. he walketh through dry places, mm. seeking rest, and findeth none. Mm. Okay? So when unclean spirit, when unclean spirit leave you, when demons leave you, the Bible says they walk through dry places and they are seeking rest. Dry place is never a rest for demons. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. They are seeking rest because if a dry place is a rest for demons, then the Bible will not say they find none because they are walking through dry places. Do you understand? Mm. So when demons leave your life, when you give your life to Christ, and demons leave you, of course, when you give your life to Christ, demons have left you. He says, the demons walk through dry places, seeking rest, and find that none. This is one of the reasons why when we are having, you know, um, we are having, say, um, a deliverance service, and we are praying for people, and you see someone is manifesting, the demons are tormenting a person and we are praying and the demons leave the person and you are standing there as a spectator and you will not pray and you are just watching you are you you are at risk risk. because the sooner the demons leave they are seeking rest (laughs) they are seeking rest so what i'm trying to say i want you to listen very carefully demons seek rest they don't like agitation they don't like they don't like people who agitate them. Mm. Are you understanding mm. what I'm sharing with you? Yes. We we you understand what I'm sharing with you. Anyway, yes, they, they walk through dry places seeking rest and find it none. Verse forty four says, "Then he saith, who saith? The demon. The demon. The demon. Then he saith. The demon saith." I will return into my house <laughs> from whence I came out. Do you see? So the yeah. demons are calling you hey, a house. Your house. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> what a shock. You, see, you didn't know that. That <laughs> demons <laughs> refer to you as their house. <laughs> because they have lived there for so long. You know, sometimes when you are renting a place, you live there for so long. After a while, you even forget that you are renting. You begin to change things. Oh, yes, you know, yes, Change yes. the fridge, change the stove. You forget Deco. that someone, you know. Deco. <laughs> have you not? Have, have you? Have you not? Oh realized? yes, yes, you, yes. You know, you begin to put your photographs all over the place. War, war pictures. So mm. demons, when they have lived in your house for a while, you have accommodated them for a while. They call mm. you their house. Yeah. So I say, I will return into my house from whence mm. I came out. <laughs> and when he is come, he findeth it what empty. empty. Empty, sweat, and garnished, <laughs> clean, mm, clean, decorated. <laughs> he finded it empty, swept, and garnished. Many Christians are empty, swept, and garnished. Hallelujah. So he says he finded it empty, swept, and garnished. And as a result of that, as a result of your emptiness, look at what the demon says or what he does. Right. When he finds you empty, then he goeth hey. and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. <laughs> wow. He says, this one, I left myself and then he kicked me out, but I'm coming with vengeance. reinforcement. Yeah. Hey. The, the he cometh with seven more weak, seven, seven more spirits, more wicked than himself. So they are coming now seven. And not just seven like the one that you had, you know, this small fornication and stealing and lying that you thought was sin that, you know, now you think that you are, you are okay because you don't do these things anymore. Now he's coming with more wicked demons. Pride, you know, murder, mm. you know, um, covetousness, all right. kinds of vices. Wow. Coming yeah. With them. Mercy. 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 And, himself. and they enter in mm. and dwell there. Hey. You understand what it means, dwell there? Yeah. yeah. Like they seek, they rest, they are resting. It's like they dwell they there. They and the Bible says, Wow. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so, shall it be also unto this wicked generation. And this is our wicked generation. Hallelujah. So you can see in this scripture that emptiness is attraction to demons. When demons come and they find you empty, you are an attraction. Hallelujah. So there are places or there are persons who do not have place to accommodate demons. And Amen. they call those places dry places. Mm. They call them dry places for demons. Mm. So determine that you are a dry place for demons. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, I'm a dry place for demons. I'm a dry place for Amen. Place for so there are places or there are persons who are dry places and they don't accommodate demons. Amen. And you can see here that demons know who are empty. True, they do. They know who are empty. 
They know where there are dry places and they know where they are empty. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, dry place to a demon is someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Hallelujah. And you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says of Stephen that he was full of the Holy Ghost. You can be full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So dry places for demons as someone filled the scriptures, someone filled with activities, someone filled with the Holy Spirit, someone filled with prayers. These are dry places for demons. They seek rest. And when you are a dry place, you are a place of agitation. You are always praying. That is a place of agitation. You always fasting. That is a place of agitation. You are always listening to the word of God. That is a place of agitation. Demons don't like that. And that is why they they want to find a place where they can find rest. Mm. They can find rest. They like Mm. people who don't read their Bible. They like people who don't do their quiet time. They like people who don't pray. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? They like people when they come to a church service like this, there is no activity. There is no praise and worship. They don't join. They like that. You are a restful place for them. Lord have mercy. And demons like that. So he says Mm. they seek rest and they can't find their place. So they go about. Hallelujah. Amen. So you cannot hide your emptiness. Amen. Amen. You cannot hide your emptiness. I mean, you may tell us that, you know, you fast, you pray. We say we are all fasting on this day and you are fasting. You say you are fasting. We say we are all praying and you say you are joining and you are praying. Do you understand? But, and you, you are showing us or you are telling us that you are a strong Christian. But the demons know who you are. Yeah. The demons, they know dry places and they know where they can find rest. Mercy. They know you don't pray anymore. Mm. I mean, there are some of us when, since we've been in the pandemic and we have been joining the prophet to pray on the floor prayer meeting, there are some that never join. Not, not once, not once. You never join once. So demons know you. They know you. You cannot hide from the demons. You cannot hide your emptiness, okay? Mm. They are searching. They are searching where there is emptiness. Mm. And wherever there are prayers and all kinds of activities, there is a place of agitation for demons. I'm telling you, it's a place of agitation. So you, you, you will not understand why. Why do we have to pray every morning and then pray again in the evening, pray this time, pray? Why? Why too many prayers? God hears. This, we are agitating the place for demons. Amen. 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 I'm telling you. No place for him to rest. The demons know that you don't do your quiet time anymore. They know. You cannot hide that. You know I mean, we are not there with you. You can deceive us. You can tell me. You know, and then, you know, when we send the quiet time thing, you can say amen and amen. all kinds of things, you know, but you have not read the scripture. You have, you, right now, some of you have responded amen to the quiet time we shared. But if yeah, I ask right now, what was it about? 
many of you will not know. Mercy. Mercy. True or not true? Don't make true. me a liar. I'm a pastor. <laughs> Please, don't make me a liar. It's a true talk. <laughs> don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Because yes, make me a liar, I'll prove it right now. I will have some of you put your phone, your microphone on. Mercy, you mercy. Tell me that your microphone cannot come on. But what I'm saying is that the demons know our activities. Do you understand? They know our activities. And so we cannot hide. The demons know that your church attendance has become very poor. The demons know that your activities in church has slid down completely. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes. So you 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 should you 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 should be aware that the demons know who you are. Mm. You should be aware. They can sense you. You you, should, you they they can sense you. They know where the prayers are. They know where <laughs> the scriptures people are reading. They know. They know. So you can deceive them, for instance, by wearing a tie and come to church. Or doing your hair nicely <laughs> and sitting. It doesn't it doesn't drive them away. Do you understand? It doesn't drive them away. They know, they know, for instance, that you just sign on and your name is showing that you are on, but you are not listening. They know where the word is not going. They know that you are not hearing anything as you are reading the scriptures. You are not, you are not part of it. They know. So, so you can't hide. You cannot hide. Hallelujah. Amen. So strong Christians are full of activities. They are dry places for demons. Hallelujah. And whenever you become empty, you become a target. Mm. Whenever you become empty, demons target you. You are an attraction to them. And you know it. You know yeah. it. Right now, you should know it. But you know that when you are, your, prayers, your prayer activities go down, and your Bible reading goes down, your study, Bible study go down, you know the things that you are capable of. Yeah. You know the oh, things yeah. that you do. Are you okay. understanding what I'm sharing with you? So Amen. be truthful to yourself and to know that, you know, the reason why recently you took to drinking is because your spiritual activities have gone down. Yeah. The reason Wonderful. why you took to fornication recently is because your spiritual activities have gone down. True. You are preaching. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. I mean, yes. this very hour, this very hour that you have attended church and you are listening to the word of God, there is a very small chance that you'll be here and you are fornicating. Hey. You know? So you have escaped. <laughs> and so activities like this, church activities, they fill your life. Demons don't follow. <laughs> they fill your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, you are preaching. What I'm trying to share, and you know, a lot of work activities do not turn off demons. That oh, the demons know that you know it's because of work that I am not able to do my quiet time. That is why I'm not able to pray. That is why you know. I mean, they, you you can say that you are you are very busy, you know, and you, you because of the children, I'm not able to do this because of you know this, I'm not able to do that. And you are very busy. But that is not a reason for the demons not to find you attractive. Mm. Preach. Preach. Amen. Preach. Your busyness Amen. does not turn them away. 
preaching. Hallelujah. Your busyness Amen. is a way of being swept, garnished, and ah. empty. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says, when the evil spirits returns, you turn back to the old things you used to do. Mm. You turn back to the old things you used to do. And your state mm. is worse than before. Than the former, forgive God. Are you understanding? He says, Then he said, I will return into my house from whence I came. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in. Now, when demons enter into you, what is going to happen? And they dwell there. And the last state that that means the the current state. Of that man is worse than the former, the first. Is worse than the first. Mercy. So, so is so is so when the demons come back, when you backslide, your state is worse than the former. That is why many Christians, people who have been on fire for God before, they have been in Scripture Union, they have served God before. It's very difficult to witness to them. It is very, when they backslide, it's very difficult to get them back to Christ, get them back to church, because there are now more wicked demons in him who are dwelling there, holding him down. It's a very dangerous state to be. Very dangerous. Very dangerous state to be. Very, very. So when you see someone who has been serving God, you know, and for many years and actively still serving God, we deserve a plow. Mm. I'm telling you. Because it is a very dangerous state. When you backslide, it's very difficult to come back. You mm. understand? Bishop talked about when, you know, they went to visit this brother who had backslidden. And they've been talking to him and talking. So they went to visit him. And when they went to visit him, he pulled an album. And he was showing him, them, when they went. He was showing them of his recent activities. Mm. I mean, he has taken photographs and placed them in an album of his recent activities. How he has took to drinking and smoking and all kinds of girls, all kinds of women that he's going with or he has slept with, you know, showing all these activities. You cannot. And then when they begin to share with him, and they, they open, they, he knows the scripture that they are going to quote. Mm. Mm. So you are going to quote this. He knows all of them. And they don't mean anything to him anymore. Yes, I know the message. I know the message. <laughs> are you yes. understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, very. So the Bible says, then your state, your last state is worse than the first. Mm. So that means your current state is worse than what you used to be. And this is backsliding. This is backsliding. Hallelujah. When your new state becomes even worse. So when you backslide, you backslide to a state where you become worse than where you used to be. You become proud because you think you know. You become self-righteous. You think you know. And then you judge Christians who are trying to witness to you because you feel they feel they are better than you. You judge them. And you are your your state is worse than the former. You are preaching. Hallelujah. Yes, Father. Powerful. So you need to be strong always. 
when the demons come, they should find you strong. Mm. They should not find any empty place in you. You should be dry to them. Being dry to them means that it's not a fertile land for demons. It's not a place where demons can take roots. You are a dry land for demons. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Luke chapter 11 and verse 21, Luke 11 and 21, it says, when a strong man armed, demons come armed. When a strong man armed, keepeth his his palace. His goods are in peace. You see? So when you are armed, when you are armed with scriptures, you are armed with church activities, you are armed with, 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 with prayers, you are armed fasting, you are armed with the word. They say that your goods, they are in peace. Your goods are in peace. peace. You keep your palace. You, you are your palace. And you keep your palace and your goods are in peace. But it says, but when a stronger than he cometh, when a stronger than he, and I tell you, demons, they come with strength also. When Jesus was tempted, they were coming with scriptures, but they were not stronger than he. He knew the scriptures more than them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But it says, but when a stronger than he shall come upon him, and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted and divided his spoil. So when the demons come and you are now weakening, you are backsliding, they take all your armor. They take your armor of prayer. They take your armor of the word. They take your armor of faith. They take your armor. They take everything from you and they, they, everything that you trust in because you have weakened and stronger than you have come. Mercy. Hallelujah. Mercy. That is why we should fill our lives with spiritual activities. Yeah. We should not leave any room for the enemy. Every Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you, your lives are too empty. Mercy. Your lives are too empty. You allow very minimum spiritual activities in your life. Mm. Very minimum. Minimum. You are preaching. You are preaching. Hallelujah. You allow very minimum spiritual activities compared to all the activities that you are involved in. Very minimum. I mean, if we don't send you a reminder that we are having a service, you will not come on. If we don't send you a reminder that we are praying this evening, you will not pray. Or if we don't organize a prayer meeting for us, you will not pray. That is one of the main reasons we organize prayer meetings. Because if we leave you alone, we know you will not pray and we know what your end will be. Mercy. Amen. You are speaking the truth. That is why you don't be angry when we organize prayer meetings. At all not. He calls too much. Mercy. Hallelujah. You allow very minimum. Some of you, your only spiritual activity is Sunday when you come to church. Hey. Sunday. Mercy. Sunday. And even on Sunday when you come, you allow very minimum. You don't yeah. join the praise and worship. You don't sing. You don't dance. You don't look at the scriptures. When we are saying scripture of the week, you don't read it. You allow minimum. Your minimum. Yeah. Listen, I have come. I, come rise up. Come rise up. Minimum. Come rise off. 
Even the least you can do for mm. Easter Sunday, you can't even do. Yes. You allow very minimum activity. You are a target. You are a target for the devil. Because you are creating emptiness. Look, it's not everyone that the enemies can attack. It is not everyone. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5 and verse 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Mm. That means it's not everyone that the enemy can devour. Mm. Say, I'm not devourable. I'm not devourable. Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. Even as I'm saying, say, I'm not devourable. You can't uh, say that. And it's a confession. We are just making a confession. You are angry with me. Reverend, if yes. you are preaching, preach and let's finish. And <laughs> Who is you are it? the one that is preaching. <laughs> Even if I say something, nobody will hear me. <laughs> say, I'm not devourable. I'm not devourable. Amen. 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 Devourable. Let me give you one more and we close. The second one is shallowness. Mercy. Shallowness. Mm. Amen. You see, it's not the same. Okay, mm. you can be empty or you can be shallow. Do you understand? So yeah. shallowness. Shallowness. When you are shallow, it's not the same as empty. Empty mm. means you sound, you know, when the Bible says you are like tingling simba, you know, in first uh, uh first Corinthians chapter 13, you know, it says you are like tinkling simba. You see, simba or uh, a sounding brass, you know, you see the sound, right? It's a sound of emptiness. Yeah, you understand? It's a sound of emptiness, and you sound aloud that enemies hear you. And many Christians are like that. They are loud, but they are empty. Mm, mm, mm. But now we are talking about shallowness. Shallowness. Luke chapter 8 and verse 11. Luke chapter 8 and verse 11. It says, now, the parable is this. This is a parable of the sower. You remember that? This is a parable that was told by Jesus. Okay. And so pay attention. If Jesus is saying something, all your ears, your mind, your heart should be ready to receive. This Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. You all know the parable of the sower. Yes. Wonderful. So Jesus was giving an explanation of this parable. Where a sower went to sow. And he sowed into different fields, different grounds. And he says, now the parable is this, that the seed is the word of God. Mm. Okay, so the seed represents the word of God. Amen. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. Lest they should believe and be saved. You see, you don't know, you don't know that the word of God is so valuable. Mm. You don't know that even as the word is coming to you, the enemy has targeted your heart. Mm. Because if the word falls into your heart, some treasure has fallen into your heart. They are preaching. You see, a lot of times when we are sharing the word, you know, some, if we unmute all of you right now, there will be a lot of noise coming from a lot of people. That means that you are not listening. Some of you are talking. Yes. <laughs> because yes. you don't know the value of the word of God. 
But the word of God is so valuable. The Bible says, when you hear the word, then come at the devil and take it away the word out of your heart. Mm. Otherwise, you will believe it and you'll be saved. The reason why many of you don't believe what we share is because the enemy always take the word from your heart. Always take the word from your heart. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? He says, they on the rock, they on the rock are they which when they hear, receive the word. Mm. They receive the word with joy. Uh, and these have no what? No roots. roots. No roots. They are the ones who fall, the word that falls on a rock. That is why whenever I'm preaching, I pray that God gives us a fertile heart. That the word will fall on a good ground. The word will fall on a good ground. Because if the word falls on a rock, the Bible says they on the rock are they which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. Wow. They for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. So this is the kind of person where you receive the word of God. Amen. You receive the word of God and you are happy. Excitement. You receive the word of God and you are excited. But you have no roots. You have no roots. Many of you have no roots. You are shallow. Many Christians, you, you, you have come to the Lord. You believe you have, you have been born again and you are saved. But you are shallow. Many of you, you don't know why we have to pray all the time. You have no scriptural basis. You don't know. You don't know why we speak in tongues. Mm. That is why you don't even bother that you don't speak in tongues. Mm. And it has not bothered you to even search. Mm. Many of you don't know why we we attend service. We come to church. Mm. You don't know why. Many of you, you you don't see any need why we have had a church on Sunday. Why should we meet again on Tuesday? Why must it be online? You don't even know why if the church is closed, why should by all means we have to have church? Why? Why can't we be locked down also? Ah, mercy. Church or lockdown. Mercy. You see, so, so many of you don't have scriptural basis for all the things that we do. You don't have any scripture. You can't quote any scripture. If someone were, was to meet you and challenge you, you are fall. You are falling. You are you you you. you it's temptation right there, and you are falling. And I tell you, if you meet a very strong Muslim, he can convince you because you are so shallow. You will become a Muslim. I'm telling you. I am telling you. True. Amen. Amen. Because you have no basis for your religion. No basis for why for why in God. You have no basis why we believe that we will go to heaven. You have no basis. If someone were to ask you what happens after death, you can't even explain. You only say, oh, we'll go to heaven or we'll go to hell. How? (laughs) How do you prove that? How? That is why many of you cannot even witness to anyone. 
Because when you witness and they ask you one question, you say, I'll ask my pastor. <laughs> or you say, come to church. You come to church. You come to church. Come to church. explanation. <laughs> pastor, my pastor can preach on this powerful. <laughs> you witness to someone, you say, you, you, my pastor is a very powerful preacher. You come to church. You come to church and hear him. You cannot witness. You can't give him even a reason. You say, why church? Why can't we serve God at home? Why can't we all pray to God directly? Why do we have to pray? Why does the pastor have to lead us? Why do... You have no scriptural basis for that. Do you understand? And that is shallowness. That is shallowness. Shallow Christians are people who give their life to Christ. And that is it. They stop right there. They have given their life to Christ. Finish. They are done. Empty. They don't develop any root. It says that they have no root. And in time of temptation, they fall. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. When you don't have any root in time of temptation, you fall. Even simple thing, I mean, small thing in your life as marriage can make you fall. True. You you make your pastor your God. Oh, yes. Small thing can make you fall. Mercy. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, sir. You, 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 you go for an interview. You pray. You go for an interview. They don't take you. You are you, 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 you lose your faith. of God. <laughs> Amen. Many things can cause us to fall when we don't have scriptural basis. When we don't even understand. Losing, suffering, and um, dying. Sacrificing and dying. Sacrificing and dying. When we don't understand these things, you know, as a Christian, small losing, you are falling. Small sacrifice that we have required of you, you are falling. Small dying, die small for Christ, you are falling. Ah, mercy. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So when you don't, everything, if there is loss as we walk with God, there's a scriptural basis. If there is suffering, there's scriptural basis for that. If there is dying, we have scriptures to support that. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So when we don't have this, we are empty. And the Bible says, I didn't write the Bible. The Bible says, and these have no root, which for a while believe. So you believe for a while. But when the temptation comes, mm. fall away. Because oh, there's no root in you. Small church you go, you call your sheep good. You mix, you begin to learn small psychology and philosophy, and you have lost your faith. I'm telling you, small signs that the, 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 some. Some professor stood in front of you to teach you. You have lost your faith. Hey, the big bang theory. You have lost your faith. Oh, I'm, you, I'm teaching you a very important message. Oh yes, you're preaching it. And if you don't have roots, you are backsliding. It's the reason for backsliding. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Many of you don't know and understand why. We had a service on Sunday and we are meeting again today. 
but we need to fill our lives with more spiritual activities. Yes, you, you woke up at dawn to pray. Yes, we are having a service again today. Yes, we will meet again to pray and oh, we, we uh, at dawn. And then we will pray again at dawn on Thursday. And then we will pray again on Thursday evening. We are filling our lives with activities. And then you are being encouraged to listen to messages. There is a message, a uh, camp message of the month. We want you to listen to it. There is a book that we want you to read. There's this, so many things so that you fill your life with spiritual activities. What a church. You may not see it as important, but this is one of the best churches you'll find. Amen. I'm telling you. I believe, I believe. Tell me, which church did they give you a camp message of the month and we want everyone to listen? How many? Or we are, we are making you read a book. And take exam. If you don't know, talk to your, 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 your friends who are in other churches. I'm telling you. So many Christians are empty. Many Christians are excited by just preaching and just being excited. And that is why you, we, should, we value our weekday services, that we teach the word of God. So you understand it. You understand why you can backslide. You understand why if you don't take heed, you can backslide. True. Hallelujah. Amen. And we don't just listen to the message, you know, because look, right now, some of you, if I asked last week, who preached? You'll be thinking, wow, was it Reverend? What, 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 what did we do last week? You, you, you don't even remember. Oh, Bishop. Bishop. Yeah, oh, Reverend, I remember. Bishop. Bishop. What did we Preach. What did we? Oh, it's not about snakes. 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 Something about snakes. <laughs> you see, you don't remember. You don't remember. Uh, and this is why you are shallow. I'm. I'm. Listen. How many of you, after we have preached, you know, you will listen to the message again, take your your notes, and going over the scriptures and studying them. How many of you? Yeah. So do you understand why you are shallow? Yeah. Because just listening, how much do you retain? What message did I preach two weeks or three weeks ago? What message did I preach a month ago? Even if I give you the topic, can you tell me what it was about? You see? So you'll be shallow if you don't. But look at Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. Verse 10. Acts chapter 17 and verse 10. It says, and the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming, coming Peter, went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble. We're talking about the, the Berean Jews. It says, Paul, when Paul was sent there, he went to the synagogue where these people were, and he preached there. And the Bible says, the next verse, it says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. And why is that? Why is that? So you see, the Bible is showing us what is being noble in the spirit. Being noble in the spirit. Not your nobility with your face, with your makeup polished and your face nicely looking like, you know, some big shots. That is not nobility. The Bible says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica 
in that do you understand in that yeah in the, in the sense that um, in the sense that they receive the word when paul preached they receive the word with readiness of mind and then what and search the scriptures daily is it not quiet time daily quiet time is it not what we talk about doing your daily quiet time this that makes you a noble christian Amen. That is what the heavens describe as being noble. He says, and in that they receive the word with all readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Whether those things were so. Hallelujah. So, therefore, many of them, you see, as they search the scriptures, and I, I was showing you why you don't believe. Because when the scripture came, the enemy came to take it away. But this one, he said, therefore, as a result of that, many of them believed. Many of them believed. But the reason why you don't believe, the reason why you continue to do the same thing that we preach about is because you don't search. You are not deep. You are not Mm -hmm. deep. As I have read the scripture, you will not look at it again. I think some of you, the last time you saw the scripture was maybe 2000 and something when I read it when we were in church. Mercy. Mm-hmm. You have not looked at the scripture ever again. Okay. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Sure. But the people of Berea, after the service, they went mm-hmm. home and they opened their Bibles mm-hmm. and they searched, highlighting, taking notes. The ones that they don't understand, they use dictionary. To mm. find meaning, mm. and they spawn on it, and they look at other versions, and they read it, and the Bible says that they, 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 they were noble. People who did this are noble. They describe as noble, and they are the ones who believe the scriptures. They are the ones who believe the word. Look, the Bible says that God will reward you only if you search Him diligently. That is how you find Him. And why do they believe? Because when you search him diligently, the things that you ask, you see that they are coming to pass. You see that he's giving you. It makes you just believe. Bible things, they are very simple. I tell you, they are very simple. But the simplicity should not fool you. The simplicity of the things of God should not fool you. Because it says he has done he has made it so purposefully that the foolish things of this world will confound the wise he has made it like that and you know it we have shared it with you hallelujah so they believe because they search the scriptures and they were not ignorant they searched what they heard in church they went home and they searched and they believed and that is why they became stronger and stronger christians that is why they were not empty. And when you are not empty, you, 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 when you are not empty and you are not shallow, you are very unlikely to backslide. When you come to believe, you are unlikely to backslide. I mean, majority of you who are here today, you are unlikely to backslide. Do you understand? You are the same faces who were on Sunday when we were in church. On Tuesdays, you were there. I mean, I'm the same faces. The same faces. 
And the ones whose faces we can see, you know, the same faces. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? The same faces who strive, you know, they will come, they will close from work and they will come. The same faces. It's unlikely for you to backslide. Because you fill your life. You are not shallow. You are, you are strengthened. You are deep. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. One time, a few years ago, there was, there was a storm. There was um, a, a very large snowstorm. And then on top of that, it rained. You see, it rained. And when it rained, there's... The, the soil, the ground, everywhere was very soft. There was flat in a lot of places. So around my house, we have some big, strong trees that I really trusted and believed in them. You see, but when the snow fell and the, the rain poured, then I realized who is who. There was this strong <laughs> tree and the outward I thought it was a very strong tree. Not knowing that there, it was no root. It didn't have any root. And so whilst others were standing, small wind came. It blew that big tree and it fell. And mighty was the cross. Shallow was the tree. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So when you are not deep, when the wind blows, that is when we know who is deep. Hmm. When the grounds change, when, when, the, when, when the environment changes, then we will know who is who. So today, you are with us. Today, you come. Today, we are praying and you are with us. But you ought to be deep. You ought to be deep. You have to develop roots. And those roots, we don't develop for you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Wow. No one can develop those roots for you. Mm. It's called buttress root system. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You see, when you plant, when you put up the plant in the ground, you can water it. I can pour the water on it. The sun will shine on it. Pour the water. The sun will shine. I am pouring the water on you. I'm pouring the word on you. But as, mm-hmm. as far as the roots are concerned, you have to develop your own roots. True. You have to go down. You have to develop wow. roots. Wow. The Bible says the people will be weird. This is how they develop they search, their roots. This is how they, they search the scriptures. Beloved, when we, even if you don't have your own way, quiet time that you follow, and this is what we are search, we are sending you, and this is what we are all reading from our prophet. Even when you read that, search the scriptures. Yeah, you understand? And look, let me give you a key. You know, you cannot have you know, you, you, if you read a scripture, you are reading the scripture in context to give you an idea, to understand it. And so it, it, it makes sense also. But look, take just one verse for the day. Just one verse in the scripture, any part of it that you read. Just take one verse and begin to meditate on it. You just take this challenge for me. Just take one verse, begin to meditate on it. You don't have time. Just do it whilst you are driving to work. You don't have time. Just do it whilst you are sitting on a train. Just one verse, one scripture. And just go word by word, meditating on the scripture. And see what the Lord will do. The word of God is so powerful. 
It is so powerful. You will be amazed. But when you are not diligent like that, and then we sent you the um, quiet time and then you read it, you know, you read the passage and you read, you know, the, uh, the explanation behind it and the, uh, the points behind it and you are done. You don't get much. No, I'm telling exactly. you. And you exactly. feel happy and you say, amen. You know, yeah. and you respond. You, but you don't get much. I'm telling you, you don't get much. Sure. respond. Some of you, your respond, even the first of your respond, that uh, as soon as they post it, uh, amen, two seconds. How could you have read the scripture, <laughs> meditate on it, understand it, and then amen. Amen to what? Amen that you receive it. It's for the swift. <laughs> we said develop speed, but not like that. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Now, that doesn't mean that don't respond amen to when we send you. But I am teaching you something. Please, don't take everything, you know. Why are you taking it to this level now? Amen. You're taking the preaching even to another Amen, amen. Them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amen. Saying, that's it. I'm not saying amen again. Please even don't stop. Said, amen. 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 Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Oh, yes, Reverend. Just take one scripture for the day. One scripture. <laughs> just one. And just begin to meditate on it. And have readiness that when the Lord begins to talk to you, you begin to write. You'll be amazed. Hmm. You'll be amazed. True. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 One day I was coming from work. Those were the days when we used to take the train. And I had worked the night before. So when I came, I sat on the train. I began to read something and then I just decide just to meditate on it. I just, I said, oh, let me just meditate on this and sleep and just fall asleep on the train. And then, so that I get some rest. And the Lord began. I could not sleep again. Wow. The Lord began. And he began to talk. And he began, to, I mean, just one scripture. Beloved, begin to meditate on the scriptures and see what the Lord will do. Just one scripture. Don't take too many. Not two, not three. Just one scripture. And even if it's too much, just one sentence in the scripture. And just meditate on the words. And see what the Lord will do. Can I have an amen? Amen. Let me just read one last scripture and then we close. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. It says... For this cause, this is Paul praying for the church, praying for the church. And this is my prayer for the church. He says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, in the inner man to be strengthened with might to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith that ye being rooted 
and grounded. We need roots and ground that you'll be rooted and grounded. My prayer is that you'll be rooted and grounded, that none of us will backslide. Hallelujah. That none of us will backslide. That if Christ were to come today, we will be a part of the field. If we were to die, you'll be a part of the field. That none of us will backslide. That you'll be rooted and grounded in love. May be able to comprehend with all saints. This is the goal. To comprehend with all saints. What is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height? Beloved, we need to know the breadth, the length, the height, the height and the depth. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. May you be grounded. May you be rooted. And may you be filled with all the fullness of God. May you never be counted among them that are backslidden. May it never be said of you that you backslide. That all you are backslidden. I have seen many of our, many people who have joined our church who are backsliding. Many people they are backsliding. But may it never be your story. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Wow. Wow. Let us stand to your feet. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your word. That if there are few, you say many are called, but few are chosen. But Lord, if there are few, may all of us be counted among the few. Father, how sad it will be that of all of us who are standing before you today, some of us will not be counted. Lord, may he bypass us. May we be counted among the few. If there are few, Lord, may we be included in the name of Jesus. Deliver us, Lord, from spiritual emptiness. Deliver us. May we never be a resting place for any evil spirit to return. May we always remain dry places to the demons. That when the demons go searching and looking for rest, Father, may we never be called the house of demons. May they never point to us and say, I'll return to my house. Every demon that has left us, Father, may they never turn back to us. May they never point to us and call us their house. But we are declared a dry place for demons in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we declare that we are not shallow anymore. Give us the spirit of the Bereans who after they have heard, they went and they said the scriptures to see whether the things that they heard were so. And in so doing, Lord, you say they believed and they were saved. May we be like the Bereans in the name of Jesus. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us from shallowness. May we never be targets. May we always be sober. May we be vigilant in the name of Jesus. May we never be left for the enemy who seeketh to devour. May we never be a prey to them. In the name of Jesus, we are thankful, Lord. We are grateful for your word today. Give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. And now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here. You are not born again. 
Or perhaps you were born again, but you know in your heart that you are backslidden. Today is a great opportunity and a chance for you to come back to Christ. And if you are here, you want to give your life to Christ, or you want to come back to Christ, I want you to join me in this prayer and repeat this prayer with me from your heart. And the Lord will receive you. And say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I come to you. I come to you. Just as I am. Just as I am. Please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. Come into my life. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. Be my Master. Be my Master. From today. From today. I will serve you. I will serve you. I will walk with you. I will walk with you. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Help me. Help me. To continue this walk with you. To continue this walk with you. Until the day you call me. Until the day you call me. Or until you come. Or until you come. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you have said this prayer really from your heart and you mean it, I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone who has come to you today, who has received you into their lives. I pray, oh God, as the emptiness, as the evil spirits have left them, I pray, oh God, let your Holy Spirit fill them. May they never be empty in the name of Jesus. May the demons who walk about in dry places come back to find them still as a dry place. Amen. Filled with the Holy Spirit Amen. in the name of Jesus. May they never be empty. May they never be garnished. May they never be swept. Jesus. And may they never be open for entrance to any demon. Build a hedge around these ones. Protect Amen. them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sing, Sean. have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you